How to Change People-Pleasing to a Win-Win Strategy, Episode Number 25. Hi, I'm Clarinda, and you are listening to the Feel Light Mind and Body Podcast, created for women like you. Women who are experiencing success in so many areas of life, but are struggling with weight loss, stress eating, and decreased energy. Losing weight can feel hard, heavy, and restrictive. That's why every week I will be offering you a different perspective, tips, encouragement, and a unique approach so that you can feel lighter in your mind and body rather than feeling deprived, frustrated, or discouraged. What if you could feel free yet in control around food for the rest of your life? What if you could enjoy your experience of losing weight and getting healthier? You absolutely can. You're in the right place. Take this time for yourself and let's dive in. If you've listened to the previous two podcasts on people-pleasing, number 23 was on how people-pleasing sabotages weight loss, and number 24 was on how it weakens relationships, then you might have decided to start practicing not people-pleasing, or you decided to gradually decrease a number of times so you can actually enjoy pleasing people without self-sabotaging your own health or goals by saying yes at your own expense. Now, when you made that decision, it might have felt caring and empowering at the moment. But then a bit of panic, dread, or uncertainty usually pops up. If that is you, just know nothing has gone wrong. You're having a normal, common response, and here's why. Quite simply, you have a human brain. The lower part of your brain is primitive. We were created with a very instinctual, survival-wired brain to ensure our existence continued. Being part of a tribe increased our chances of staying alive for protection, warmth, hunting, and more. So of course that part of your brain feels the need for you to stay part of your tribe. And if you are worrying that someone will be mad or cut you off for saying no, you will feel that body response as a potential threat of the unknown. So step one is to reassure your brain that all is well. You are safe, and it's okay to be okay with others having whatever opinion they have of you. That is their prerogative, and it really has nothing to do with you. Next, if you are willing to be patient with your nervous system, you can gradually relax into the freedom of loving being authentic while still being respectful of others. Again, I don't want someone telling me what they think I want to hear. I want to know the real them, not a facade. This can show up in our conversations, in what we post, in how we dress, in what we do, and in what requests we say yes to. I don't want to lie about who I really am, on what makes up Clarenda, and I want to know the real you, because that's where the magic of connection happens. Therefore, I don't want you to people-please, and hence, inadvertently, lie to me if it isn't what you truly want or feel you can do without it being at an expense to you. Maybe that's why small talk at gatherings drains me. Does it you? I've noticed given the same circumstance of, say, simply being physically tired, but then let me get involved in a meaningful conversation with some depth and authenticity, and I have a renewed pulse of energy. Connection and intimacy are two of my personal values, so I guess it does make sense. As I said in last week's episode, there are times we will choose to do something that we don't want to do, but we can be honest about it, and then both parties can still feel appreciated. 
If you are following this line of thinking, then your ultimate goal is to have a win-win situation. Hopefully, if it's someone who is close to you, they will appreciate the desire for an honest and safe exchange in your relationship. But if not, you are still the one who gets to decide. There will be times that you will have to be okay with them not being okay with your decision. Are you ready to try this out this week? Whether it's a message that pops up or a request in person, remember that it's okay to pause before answering. And if you don't have a clear yes or no, tell them you need whatever reasonable time frame you require to give them an honest answer. Here are a few questions to ask yourself in getting a clear answer. Number one, from what energy would I be saying yes to this? Fear? Or is it wanting to help them, even if it's not particularly convenient for you, yet you know it's not going to be detrimental to your overall goal? Two, will you feel regret for saying yes or no? Three, do you like your reasons for what you decided upon? Why or why not? Four, ask yourself, how can I honestly reply in a kind, compassionate, and thoughtful way? Can I offer them an alternative? that they might not have thought of. Five, would I rather lie or be honest with myself and with them? Six, if I lie, how do I think that contributes to an authentic relationship and know that they will most likely sense it? Seven, am I looking for an approval fix? When I notice myself feeling compelled to people, please, I notice how I feel and get curious without judging their request or my own thoughts about the request. I am practicing accepting that I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I encourage you to do the same if you haven't yet. My faith, your faith, my experience, your experience, that is just part of what makes us us. It's a beautiful thing. It makes life and conversations interesting. Be authentically you, or else you'll be living in the unease that the real you will be found out. It's stressful to live a lie. This is a great way to discover who your true connections are. Remember, it doesn't mean they have to think like you or do the same things as you. There is mutual trust, respect, broad or specific interest, values, or unconditional love that is at the core of it. Look at those around you that you feel connected to, family, friends, clients, co-workers. If your life is anything like mine, There are some polar opposites, and I still feel love and connection with both. Think of a child. Until we socialize them, they aren't into people-pleasing. They very quickly will claim their toy or scream to have it back. And yes, we can teach them to share without layering in the people-pleasing. We can help them learn how to create win-win solutions rather than win-lose ones. I'm sharing this to say we aren't born a people-pleaser. So we can unlearn this behavior with a change of perspective and practice. You may decide to keep people pleasing as the alternative still feels too scary, but at least now you're more aware and have heard a different perspective to consider. Here's the thing. We may tell ourselves that it's okay to people please, but eventually resentment comes out if we are harboring any. Our body posture and nonverbals usually give us away or we end up overreacting to something that in hindsight seems trivial. That then leads to us feeling guilty, and we end up apologizing and feeling bad. This causes unnecessary grief for everyone. 
we can avoid this lose-lose outcome by simply keeping it real. I know I definitely appreciate honesty over people-pleasing now. I would rather feel some initial disappointment than feel their resentment or a disconnect by doing what I had asked for that they really didn't want to do because of how it was going to affect them. I'm sharing with those close in my circle that I want to continue to ask for what I want or need and taking care of myself without being attached to whether they say yes or no. My responsibility, your responsibility, is to learn how to meet your own needs first and then to learn to make requests as a bonus, but give permission to maybe the people pleaser on the other end to only say yes if they truly want to help. As with anything, there's a spectrum. At one end of it, you get nothing you want. You then do or get things that you don't want. You let others walk over you like a well-worn doormat. This may be driven by a need for approval, a fear of losing something or someone, or that stopping the people-pleasing will make you a self-centered, uncaring person. Your mind might swirl with, what if they stop asking me? What if they no longer want to be around me? What if they think I don't love them enough? I want to offer that that is a limiting belief and an example of all or nothing thinking. So take a deep breath in and let that go. At the other end of the spectrum, you only think of yourself. Never do anything for anyone else unless there's a reward for yourself. Are uncaring, narcissistic, or if female, classified as a bitch. And yes, I'm just keeping it real, my friend. If you aren't sure where you fall on the spectrum of people-pleasing, start to notice. Be curious and observe what your brain automatically offers you when you have a choice to make. Ask yourself, how can this be a decision that will leave you feeling peaceful rather than experiencing a sense of constriction and dis-ease? Can you do so in a way that isn't going to create more conflict, dilemma, pain, or suffering in your life? If so, you might not be excited to do it, but you know it will feel good later, not worse. You know it's being kind, and also it's not being unkind to yourself. No, you might not get to watch another episode of your favorite show, but you are building on a deeper connection and true friendship, or a relationship with someone that you value, treasure, and appreciate. An example that comes to my mind is thinking about the effort that it takes to give someone a massage at the end of a very long day. Whether they ask you to or not, they may share with you that it's been a stressful day or have a nagging flare-up of a tight area. As you practice using the seven questions I shared earlier, you can quickly run them through your mind and answer them. I know nine times out of ten, I would be giving that massage, but that's just me. You might feel very different and that's good to know as well. I have one last thought for you to ponder. If you were able to fill your cup to overflow and could pour from your saucer without depleting your cup, do you think you would and could do more? Do you think you would be more aware, kind, and considerate by noticing when a friend is in need and offering ahead of time your time, your listening ear, or maybe a material item to make their life easier? I've been at both ends of the spectrum, and maybe you are nodding as you think over your experiences of being on the giving end and receiving end. One thing I know for sure is either way, it feels much better and is more valued when it comes from a place of love and authenticity. 
Now, I know I said this was going to be a trilogy, but as I prepare for this episode, I realized there's another very important topic that gets meshed in with people-pleasing. So guess what? I will be here next Tuesday to share more insights with you as we wrap this up. Listening to the previous two episodes will be so beneficial for you, and we will layer on to your learning and exploring of your people-pleasing tendencies next week. I hope you're starting to have some very real conversations with others in your life who you've shared these episodes with. It's fun to do life together. I appreciate you, my listener, and wish you a fantastic week. Now, do yourself the biggest favor. From love, take at least one action step from what you learned today. Knowledge without application won't give you the results that you desire. Let me know on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, what you are choosing to do and when. And yes, please leave a podcast review wherever you are listening to this. When people read your words and can see themselves in them, then you are contributing to women empowering other women. And that feels amazing. You just might change or save a life today.